0: Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education, Baby Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.baitycontest.org. B-A-D-I-E contest And keep on enjoying audio description.
1: To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org.
2: Opinions expressed on ACB radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good evening, um, ACB, and welcome to our community events, getting ACB's advocacy message out there in the virtual world. Um, I'm Ray Campbell and uh, Clark Rockfall, uh, ACB's Director of Governmental Affairs, and uh, Dan Spoon, our ACB President, are going to be helping me. Um, I'm ACB's Second Vice President, and we are also being ably assisted this evening by our wonderful host, Linda Yaks. So um, when the time comes appropriate, she will tell you how to raise your hand and ask some questions or make any comments. Um Here's kind of where I would like to to see where let's see where this call goes tonight. So we all know that we're in a virtual world and there's been some concern raised recently that, oh, how do we schedule appointments in this kind of environment where we're all on Zoom and we're all doing things virtually? We're not we're not getting together and walking the halls of Congress like we do every year at legislative seminars, something we all love to do and look hopefully we can get back there to doing that again next year but not this year and so um it's it's different um and but we think that it presents some really good opportunities to get more of folks involved in the legislative advocacy work that uh ACB and our affiliates do and um and uh you know be able to um um you know get more Uh, boots on the ground, so to speak, and more districts represented, more voters um, and and people involved. So here's kind of where I'd like to suggest we go with this call tonight. We're going to try to give you guys plenty of opportunities to just to speak and ask questions and make comments. Um, In particular, though, if you if those of you who have actually been able to schedule appointments, if there's any of you on the line, once the time comes for questions and comments, if uh, you want to share any success stories that you've had, they'll certainly help a lot of our affiliates. Um, so I think tonight um, I'm going to turn it over to Clark and he's going to talk about um, you know the process of scheduling appointments and how you get um, everything set up uh, with Zoom and all of those kinds of things. So I'm going to turn it over to Clark, and then um, he can turn it over to Dan, and then um, then we'll hopefully, uh, unless I have remarks that uh, I want to make, we'll turn it over to you.
0: So, uh, Clark, go right ahead. Great. Thanks so much, Ray, and hello to everyone on Zoom, as well as listening on ACB radio. So we are, geez, oh my gosh, now less than one week out. From the DC leadership meetings, including the two-day legislative seminar. It is not too late to register. You can do so by calling uh, the ACB 800 number or the national office, as well as by visiting the acb.org website and registering that way. Uh, we are blowing away our previous records for attendees, so do not miss out. And also available on the ECB website are the podcasts of our conversations regarding the legislative imperatives, as well as the uh, written background materials for these legislative imperatives. And these are the issues that our members and affiliates, along with any local issues, will, bring to, will be bringing to their elected members of Congress next week. So how are we doing that? Well, the first part is really no different than any other year. Previously, we used to have our affiliates, excuse me, would work together to schedule meetings with their elected members of Congress. And then when they were in D.C. for the leadership meetings, would cram all those meetings into a single day and get their 10,000 steps in on Capitol Hill. Well, this year... We have a bit more flexibility in scheduling our meetings. We can spread them out over the remainder of the week, beginning Wednesday, February 24th through Friday, February 26th. And if need be, if three days isn't enough, we can even spill into the next week of March 1st. As we are reaching out to... Our members of Congress, there are multiple ways we can do that. We can call the uh, U.S. Capitol switchboard, which I believe is 202-224-3121. We can go to Senate.gov or House.gov and look up our members by our zip code, by our state, even alphabetically if we want to. And then they'll have contact information for each individual office or we can visit our representatives and senators webpages and they may have a, a form in their webpage itself for scheduling a meeting. Once we have those meetings scheduled, uh, then it's up to the affiliates to decide who will be attending those meetings, organizing who will be speaking. Um, if you want to do these meetings on zoom Uh, Just let the offices know that that is your preferred method of communication. If you want to do it by a conference call line, that's fine too. I I know we've got different folks on here from different affiliates, but be curious to hear later how different affiliates are scheduling and managing these meetings. And as always, once we have these meetings, it is important to complete our Hill Feedback Form so that the National Office can follow up with the offices, ensure that folks are either introducing legislation, co-sponsoring legislation, and that we can follow up with any other issues or topics that were important to the staff and members. Uh, but that's the, I think that's enough for me for now. I know we'll probably have some really good questions, so I will kick it over to Dan.
3: Well, thank you, Clark. And thank you, Clark. And uh, it's, it's kind of an exciting year for us uh, to walk on Capitol Hill virtually this year. So as Ray and Clark have said, I think it's just a wonderful opportunity to get many more members of your affiliates involved Uh, Think of the opportunity of actually having uh, one of your members who's a constituent of a particular representative's district and have them on that meeting with you, which would be almost impossible, except especially for larger states, but now uh, is very doable with virtual meetings, whether it be just a conference call or a Zoom meeting. Uh, As Clark and Ray have said, I mean, it really starts out just like every other uh, year, which is the hard work of reaching out to your representatives and senators offices and making those appointments and that's never easy requires a lot of follow up but we we've been doing it for years and we've gotten very good at it so that first step kind of stays the same and then once you've secured that appointment it's an opportunity to then reach out and identify which of your affiliate members you'd like to have participate in that particular meeting. Uh, Send them a zoom invitation. Uh, We have affiliates that are doing it in different ways. Some are breaking into multiple teams and dividing their districts uh, by their teams and even assigning a zoom room by team so that's a possibility Uh, for some smaller states they're doing it kind of collectively. Uh, and have the ability to to run it all out of one Zoom room or one conference call number. So uh, there's lots of different options out there. I'm very excited about the three imperatives that American Council of the Blind has this year. They're all um, bills that were introduced in the 116th Congress. So whether you have uh, you know an interest in exercise or transportation or the low vision. Durable Equipment Demonstration Project Bill, they were all introduced last year. Two of them, both the Transportation Bill and the uh, Accessible Exercise Bill, uh, both have companion bills, I believe, or companion um, bill numbers in the Senate. So this is, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, bipartisan, bicameral uh, opportunity to really get out there and promote the American Council of Blind, your local affiliates, and uh, the good work of our blind and visually impaired community. So I'm I'm like Clark and, and Ray, I'd like to really turn this into a conversation and see what what's working for people, what good ideas that people uh, encountered out there, and, and uh, let's have a good conversation about it. So Ray, I'll turn it back over to you, and if you have any Remarks. Uh, Well, just uh, the only thing I. Yeah.
2: Sure. The only thing I'd like to say is just a couple things. Um, One, you may hear, you may have heard or believe or whatever that well, the the congressional offices can't use Zoom. Well, they can't use Zoom themselves. However, if you send them a Zoom link. They can access that to have a meeting with you. Their staffers can. And so that's why it's important to not only because you have control over when the setting up the meeting and who's going to be a part of it, but also they may not be able to use Zoom themselves due to security or whatever to set the meeting up for you, but they can take a Zoom link for you. Second of all, um, just as, as an example of what this can how this can work. Um, here in Illinois, for example, it's typical that there is only a couple of us that go to legislative seminar, um, <clears throat> and we're all from we're from one part of the state, or maybe two parts of the state. Well, what if we have a representative say out in the Quad Cities that is on an important committee? Well, we can actually reach out, find a constituent there to in, get involved, and. Why is that important? Because that's the person that votes for that representative. And so they're going to listen to constituents from their their districts. And my third and final point before we turn it over for some questions and comments is, I I think, as I've thought about this for the last week or so, I think this virtual meeting could be a pattern that continues even after the pandemic. You know, I could see a very likely situation, uh, depending on availability and all those things, where you uh, you you maybe do a bunch of your meetings in person on Capitol Hill, but then you schedule some for later that you couldn't get in, and you you, you can you can still get to more of the Congress people and give them more of an opportunity to hear. Or who knows? We could have meetings that are hybrid. Who who knows? So it, it could be. It's it's interesting where it could evolve and go to. But um, I'm with Dan and Clark. Let's turn this into a little bit of conversation. So if you have questions or comments, uh, raise your hand. Linda, if you would like to tell people how to do that.
4: I would be honored to do that. So to raise your hand to ask questions or to comment, it is on your PC, Alt Y. On your Mac, it's Option Y. On your smartphone, it's under the More button. Uh, and on your dial pad phone, it is star nine. Then when we ask you to unmute on your PC, and these are toggles, on your PC, it is alt A. On your Mac, it's command shift A. On your smartphone, it's in the lower left-hand corner. There's an unmute and mute button. And on your dial pad, it is star six, and they're flying up. So,
2: Okay. That's great. Let's, uh, let's start taking some, taking some hands.
4: All right. So the first one is area code 978. Could you unmute, please?
5: Yeah, this okay. is Gerard uh, from Haverhill, Mass. I'd like to know what oh. uh, if somebody could email the information that I need
2: to send to my legislators because I'm very active in contacting them. Uh, do you have the specific uh, bill number and information? Mark, you want to take that?
0: Sure. So all that information is available on the, the ACB website. Uh, if you go to acb.org, you can look at right navigate by headings to news or quick links for the D.C. leadership meetings and the legislative seminar. And there is a one pager with the three legislative imperatives listed along with the uh, staff members in each of the offices that are sponsoring that legislation. So it'll be really easy for your legislators to follow up with them. And I'd say, again, work with your, uh, your state and special interest affiliates to coordinate outreach to these offices. Um, That way we can assure that, you know, we don't, we don't have 20 people emailing one office, but we can ensure that we have 20 people emailing 20 offices and we can, uh, share the love and ensure that everyone that you know especially our state affiliates that all of the representatives and senators in our states are covered and they know that these issues are important to acb and our members
2: yeah, yeah. how and many that,
0: bills uh legislations are we fighting for specific to the legislative seminar um, there are three legislative imperatives, but as as always in typical ACB fashion, there are many more bills that are important to our organization and our members. And, and I'm sure the state affiliates will have some local and state level issues that they want to bring to their the attention of their members of Congress as well. Clark, you just want to run through those imperatives real quick, what they are, and um... absolutely. So the first legislative imperative is the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act, and that was last introduced in the 116th Congress as H.R. 4129, and we are working with Representatives Maloney from New York and Bill from Florida to reintroduce that legislation here in the 117th Congress. Our second legislative imperative was introduced by Rep. Langevin from Rhode Island, and that's the Disability Access to Transportation Act. And that was also introduced on a a bipartisan basis. And in the House, it was HR, this is where I get myself in trouble by giving number 6248. And we are seeking reintroduction of that bill as well. And then third is the Exercise and Fitness for All Act, uh, which would create standards for accessible fitness and exercise equipment, including with tactile user interfaces and audible output for people who are blind and experiencing vision loss in the Senate. This bill was introduced by Senator Duckworth from Illinois, and it was S-1244. It was also introduced in the House on a bipartisan basis, uh, but I forget the bill number that is included in the the backgrounder and the, the legislative one pager.
2: Okay. So, uh, so Gerard, just go and go to ACB.org and get those imperatives. And as Clark mentioned earlier, the podcasts from when we discussed these last week are also available. If you'd like to uh, listen to that information and um, good, uh, good luck with your, your advocacy work. Um, Do want to mention one thing before we take the next question. You said Clark said something that brought this point uh, home as you would a legislative seminar you try to keep your teams that meet with each legislative aid kind of small uh like maybe not more than three or four people five people maybe at the most you don't want to feel you want them to feel like you're ganging up on them um but um at the same end it also spreads out the work of the uh of the seminar but um you know hey it's uh you you can be as we said you can be a little bit more strategic about it. Okay, Linda, uh, next hand, please.
4: Yep, Cook Lewis, you can unmute. All right, and hello,
1: everyone. I um, actually have been doing this with um, another organization prior to starting to schedule them with uh, our affiliate of ACB. So I actually have a little bit of experience. One of the things that is different this year or a couple things that I think are different besides the fact of being virtual. um, One of them is that it is actually harder in many cases to get the appointments because this is convenient for us. It's convenient for a lot of us.
2: Oh, did we lose Deb?
0: Ray on. Yeah, somehow point?
1: it did. Some oh, somebody mute, something back, muted Deb. me. You're, yeah, you're okay. Back. Yep. Somebody muted me. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. So um, anyway, basically, um, what the, one of the issues is that there are more people uh, clamoring to get the appointments that there are. So it, it may be very realistic not to get one next week. Um, the uh, the other piece of that is they will be short. Most of the ones that I've been on uh, with the other organization I was with were about 10 minutes. So really keep the number of people down because you don't want to use up all your time just introducing your group. Um, the other thing that um, I, I noticed is it's often challenging to figure out how to schedule with them. Um, sometimes you can uh, call and schedule, but more and more of them are asking you to schedule on their website because they want to know the names, a- addresses, and um, uh, yeah, and affiliations of, of everyone who will be at the meeting. So in those cases, you're not able to sort of get a meeting and then sort of see who can go. You have to speculate about who will come. Um, and also, um, this year more than ever, I've noticed that if you do not have a constituent scheduling the meeting, they may not schedule with you at all. So um, what I have been doing about that because some of our constituents can't schedule them uh, for many reasons. So what I've been doing is scheduling them, uh, using the forms preferably, so I don't have to say anything too weird on the phone, um, but, uh, you know, filling out their complete form and then sending them a copy and then asking them to share with me the, the email outcome of that because they'll get email to schedule. So there are some um, issues that way that are um, compelling, but definitely if you can have a person in the district actually schedule it um you're more likely to um to get them so uh, just just some thoughts in terms of uh, my experience having already done this um thank you Oh, and one more thing, if you can't find the scheduling page, because boy, uh, some of these guys have horrible websites and some of them are pretty nice. But actually, today I visited one where the website gets an A for accessibility, but about a Z for information content. And um, the best way I have found is to Google Google. Uh, or whatever your search engine of choice is, the individual's name and schedule meeting. So, you know, so-and-so schedule meeting. And almost always that will take you right to the spot you need. And so I highly recommend that as a quick way to find where to schedule. Um, and then they'll tell you usually in that location, if they're going to accept a phone call, but because they want so much detailed information about all the members, people who will be attending often. Um, That's really the reason they're, I mean, they're very friendly on the phone, but they just don't have time to take down all of the names and addresses, complete addresses of the people in your group. But they are verifying that it is their constituencies. And some of them say on their website, if you're not a constituency, constituent, don't, don't bother here. So um, I, I think it's, especially with it being virtual and theoretically easy, they're getting kind of hit by everyone. So just some observations. Very,
2: very, very good. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Anybody, Dan Clark, any reactions? No, uh, Very,
3: very good information. It was
2: very good. And I think also too, and I think also too, um, just a real quick thought. And that is, if you're a small affiliate and you're like, Oh, and you're a small membership in a larger state and you're like, Oh, we can't get to everybody. um, The ones I'd say definitely get your senators because that's represents your whole state. And then second of all, make sure, you know, look at the the legislation that's involved and look at what committees are going to be looking at it. You know, transportation, for example, it's going to be transportation. And if you have people on those committees get, you know, somebody from your affiliate or a constituent for preferably schedule a meeting with them to make sure you get those people that that would be real important. And, but, but again, as many representatives as possible. Okay. Linda, more hands.
4: Donna Brown. You may unmute. All
2: right. Donna Brown.
6: Hello. Hello. Donna.
3: Hi, hey. Donna.
4: Hey, Hey. hey. Um,
6: actually, it's kind of interesting that I went after Deb because i was having some of the issues that she was talking about. And I was wondering what to do if you don't have a constituent from, you know, a specific district. Um, I certainly can't make one up and like, they won't even let you proceed with scheduling because it, it'll say, you know, if you enter a zip code, it'll say that that's not in this district and you, you know,
2: so oh, wow. If, okay. It's that yeah. If specific. Clark
6: has an answer, I I'd like to hear one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I have not encountered that. And I would say it's the I don't remember
6: that from before, yeah. you know, when I have done this before.
0: Um, I would try reaching out to the office by phone, which is very difficult to do nowadays. Um, many offices don't answer the phone and their voice yeah. boxes in many cases are full. So one thing you could do is try with the local in district offices. It might be easier to get a hold of them, but as as the president of a statewide affiliate, I would really uh, drive that point home that you are representing an organization um, that represents the well-being of constituents for the entire state. Um, That's certainly what we do on the national level. We're not reaching out to an individual representative to talk specifically just about their constituents, but we're reaching out on behalf of you know the, the a, millions a of Americans with
7: original
2: loss. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other, I, the other thing too, Donna. You can do is um, if that person maybe happens, that representative happens to chair to be on an important committee. Um, when you contact their local office, you can say, "Well, you know, we, we don't have a constituent. You know, we're representative, and you cha- and you are on a committee that is." dealing with this or that issue that we need to talk about right and maybe try it try it from that angle as well
6: and and deb's right you you do have to include you know the names and addresses of the people attending so you kind of have to have your ducks more in a row i think now than before Mm
3: -hmm. that's great all right right. have you you gotten any scheduled then donna or how are you uh
6: i'm not not Con- not in concrete but okay yeah it it's yeah you know, I'm, I'm working on it but i i got hung up it's the... still your
2: cement is still in the forms and it has to
3: dry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. right okay <laughs> right thanks donna
2: thanks donna okay, appreciate thank it all right linda
4: jeff tom is next jeff you can unmute please all right
8: You know, actually, uh, between Deb and Donna, they've said a lot of the things that I was going to say. The only thing I might add is that if you have more than a couple people on your Zoom call, you know, as we've all learned, Zoom gets to be a little tricky when you have more than a couple people talking, and so you need to be very careful not to talk over each other or to interrupt because you don't want it to come off like uh, you're, 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 you know, at odds or somehow not prepared or whatever. So I guess I'd add those things, but I do suspect we're going to have fewer appointments this year, potentially um, just because of all the difficulties in making them. I hope that my prediction is wrong. Um, and I think the ones we do get will be great but there may be issues in making those appointments as Donna has just, and Deb have both just mentioned.
2: Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, great, uh, great thoughts. And, um, you know, maybe one of the things you can do to deal with that talk over problem is for each meeting, have somebody <clears throat> kind of the lead person and then have them call on other people that are at the meeting that uh, to speak on, you know, decide who's going to speak on what and, and um, you know, or, and then say, hey, you know, does anybody else want to add anything? And that way uh, it gets, and of course, all the other Zoom things we've all learned uh, to stay muted and, uh, you know, to be careful about uh, background noise um, and um, and that, so. All right,
3: Linda. This is oh, I'm If Jeff's still with us, I was wondering. I, I know California had was breaking into a, around ten teams and kind of trying to divide that way. How has that approach worked for you all?
8: Well, I mean, it's too soon to. T- it's worked great in theory. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a lot of we have a lot of excited people that many of whom will be doing this for the first time. Um, you know, I don't know how well we are going to do in terms of getting the appointments. Uh, We have had mock uh, role playing so that people are starting to get prepared. I think that no matter how we end up doing in the long run, it's going to have paid off in terms of getting people excited about the future. So um, it's been a good thing. I'm just hoping we get, you know, as many appointments as we would like to have throughout the state. But we'll see. All right.
3: Great. And I think the good and the other advantage is, again, we have more time. So if we need to extend out a little bit, don't let that be a barrier. Yeah, Yeah. that's right.
8: Even if you meet in March, I mean, you know, so what? As long as you get the appointment.
3: That's correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
8: And, you
2: know, just uh, and yeah. And and I will tell you, um, I'm noticing just. Following my state's NFB uh, chapter, that their their appointments are extending a long time. So the, that that point is well taken.
3: All right, Linda,
4: Jamaica Miller, you right. can unmute.
3: Jamaica from Georgia, hi, Jamaica.
4: Hello, I have a
9: a question about the uh, affiliate. Were you were you put in about the affiliate? stuff um Mm -hmm. can you explain a little bit more about that uh, more about that what 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 title i should put in for that for that stuff because i don't i'm not i'm not a hundred percent sure and this is my very 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 first time of 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 being a being a part of this so
2: i'm well jamaica first of all First of all, congratulations on your first time uh, doing this. Um, and I you know I certainly would one thing I'd certainly encourage you to do is reach out to others in your affiliate and you know ask for some, they've done some of this work before and ask for some help. I know Alice Richard's done some of this work and uh, others in Georgia, Marsha Farrow I know has done some of this uh, advocacy work. So you know, as far as title, um, so when you, schedule your appointments um you're going to schedule you're going to want to tell them that you even if you know that you're a constituent first and foremost if you are but also that you're part of the Georgia Council of the Blind and then maybe a lot of times as has been mentioned the scheduling you do it by a form or by email and there's usually a place you can places you can put in some some information and just maybe a sentence or two about what uh, GCB does and uh, the, it advocates on behalf of uh, Georgia citizens who are blind or visually impaired from across the state and then um, if you are scheduling if you do have a title in the affiliate uh, like uh, secretary or vice president or something like that certainly you want to put that in um, that's um, that's that's the kind of thing you'd want to put in there does that help
9: yes it, re- it really does thank you so much
0: all right. Um, Thank example, you, Jamaica. Good luck. Add? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. No, that, that was a great answer, Ray. Thank, Thank you. You. Best of luck to Jamaica and the Georgia Council in scheduling your meetings. Yes.
3: All right, Linda.
4: Terry traveling. Terry traveling. Terry.
3: Okay. Traveling Terry. She was in Washington D.C. yesterday. <laughs> Thank you
9: for being <laughs> on our show, Dan, and sharing that lovely story with you and Leslie. That was so amazing. Well,
2: um, well, and, and Terry, you did a great job Sunday night, too, by the way. That was really cool.
9: Well, the one who gets all the credit is Jason. I just Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, as you guys have heard, um, my wheelhouse is um, two things. Um, raising money. I've uh, been doing it for over 35 years and for different reasons and different organizations. And my second one is advocacy work. And so I'm super right. excited. This is the first time I've been involved with ACP advocacy, and I don't wanna talk very long, but I wanna encourage everyone to, to, to appreciate all the hard work that Clark has done. When you go down further underneath the podcast, he actually wrote out scripts that you can copy and paste. And don't forget, snail mail still gets read and so do emails. So please, please, please don't forget the writing campaign can also be very beneficial.
2: Gary, that's a really good point. And to, to what just to something that uh, that Donna Brown said earlier, and that is, you know, if, if if nothing else, if you can't find a constituent or find a way to get an appointment with somebody, just sit down and write them a letter, write them an email or, or something. And, you know, uh, just make sure, you know, that, that stuff, um, it may not get as high a priority because it's not from one of their voters, but it'll still get read and um, still get uh, fa- And many offices, by the way, still have the old fax machine. So if you have to do they that, do. To do it too.
7: Yes.
9: So I'm super excited. If you don't get selected to be on a team, you still have a voice and that's what's important and don't forget we still have snail mail email and fax
2: well and and Terry you you bring you bring up a really important you bring me to a really important thought that we definitely want to share before we get out of here tonight so we'll just do it now and that is what is the most important thing you can do following? The, well, the first, the, the, sec- the first most important thing is filling out the feedback form, but there's a second and just as important thing to do, and that is to contact whoever you met with and say thank you. That is really, really super important. Even if it's on Zoom, they still took their time, and um, you definitely want to thank them for, for meeting with you and, and recap what you talked about. That's always good.
3: And you and really found- want to develop that relationship because I know yes. with with several representatives in Florida over the years, Leslie and I developed a relationship. Where then when something comes up and I don't know, a new uh, bill is being discussed related to Social Security Disability Insurance, you can quickly give them a call and say, what, you know, what does your office know about this? And they, they can really be a, you know, a wealth of information uh, to you as you're, you know, you're trying to go through your advocacy efforts and, and learn and educate yourself
2: we had a relationship with a, a gentleman who was in Congress, unfortunately got uh, uh you know, lost the election a couple of years ago, but um, we, we had a relationship with him when he was a state Senator in our state. Um, and um, um, you know, it's, uh, you, you never know where those relationships can lead had a state rep here in Illinois that was being asked to make a decision on a certain bill in the legislature. And she said, I need to call my constituent Ray Campbell and see what he thinks about that. So that was that was kind of impressive that that happened, but you right. never know. And and that relationship building is so important.
9: And okay. I'm just curious for another idea for follow up if we can tap into our MMS
2: funding
9: and come up with those that we do make an appointment with with something with ACB on it, like a stress ball that are like a pair of sunglasses where you can just squeeze it or, you know, something that has ACB because I remember one time Dan and Leslie sharing how they gave a gift um, to, to have the marketing on the shelf that they remember Dan and Leslie. Um, One of the unique things we have is our guide dogs and they all love our dogs. So I don't know if we can get the craft people to help us, Learn how to make paw prints on a little thing, and we just hand them thanks for giving us a paw up. Um, you know, give them some kind of thank you gift versus just a thank you note can go mm. a long way. Thanks, I, everybody.
2: I, I Teria, I, I like the way you're thinking. Um, <laughs> what? We'll let, let's let, let's put that. Uh, yeah, let's keep that uh, idea. And Clark, let's keep that idea out there. I think that'd be kind of cool. Some mm. little ACB
0: trinket that we can give them. Yep all right that's, that's less than ten
3: dollars yes yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's right That's all they can accept that's right all right lynn,
7: lynn corral. corral all right lynn. hello folks well i'm i am scheduled a couple of meetings and i have had some of those issues too but i found that um if i couldn't get could you hear me by the way yes okay oh, yeah, loud and clear uh, okay so when i could make an appointment uh, it, it, you know deb was mentioning this that uh i couldn't get to the website because they wanted somebody's zip code which i could have given because i have two team members who are going to you know give me their uh, who are constituents of this individual um i did call and yes you got voicemail but the person called me back within 10 minutes so you know there are ways to do this there are multiple ways of doing it and i think the best way is to be um one of the things that we didn't mention and i want to remind them you know I'm courteous i'm telling them that we're flexible in terms of their our timing we want to make sure that it, it's it works for them and making sure that i give them just a one sentence synopsis of you know each of the three uh, initiatives and i think if you treat it that way because i've been doing this for years in alaska uh with both state and, um you know washington dc people uh senators in, uh, congress um you know, that's the way you should do it. And, and again, all the things that the people have said are, are very timely uh, things, but I think the way that you um, are respectful to them, uh, professional, courteous, um, I, I'm sure people know this already, but I'm just pointing it out. Thank you.
2: Uh, thanks, Lynn. Uh, never hurts to reinforce that. And okay. I
7: love
0: how Lynn was embracing that ECB core value of, infle- of flexibility. And scheduling
10: yes. These
2: meetings. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, Linda. Anthony. Anthony.
10: Hey, hi everyone. So, here in Florida, I, I can't really speak too much on on this on the scheduling thing. Um, we have Debbie Grubb, who's a secret weapon. Um, she's been doing it for a long time and has relationships, so it's going to be pretty you know, pretty stress list for her to get some of the appointments scheduled, but we're doing team meetings. Um, I'm actually going to be scheduling uh, the teams (laughs) tomorrow since today was the closeout of registration. Um, we're doing team meetings early on the first, the first morning, uh, to kind of strategize how we're going to talk. And there were two things that we wanted to add to kind of stand out and be different. Um, we're identifying podcasts, the ECB podcasts, and um, maybe a Sunday edition or two uh, that will speak to you know the imperatives or. Committees that the representative um, might, you know, would be working with, and have the have that information ready for them, so they can go, you know, afterwards and check out some of the stuff that ACP does, podcast wise and, and show wise. And then we're gonna open. We're gonna open with a very quick icebreaker, and the teams don't know this yet, but you know, we're gonna discuss before we ever get on with, you know, with an LA or or a representative that we're gonna do a team, you know, an icebreaker. You're gonna have thirty seconds. You know, to answer the question, um, we hope we're not going to have to mute anyone. But if anyone does go on and on, we will mute them and and move to the next person because we want to be respectful of um, of the time that we're given with with these folks. But um, we want to try to personalize it as much as possible. Like maybe one of the icebreakers will probably be some have something to do with durable medical equipment and how it affects our life. Um, And then have those those podcast resources from ACB programming to to refer them to. You know, that's a great point, Anthony.
2: I mean, we're doing this all electronically this year. There are ways that we can, you know, provide them with other pieces of of information uh, that, you know, besides the wonderful one-pager that Clark has put together. um, One thing that somebody somebody mentioned on the last call that we did, um, maybe to reinforce the importance of the visual aids and the independence they provide, having a video of somebody using a visual aid of some sort to, to read something or whatever you want to do, that kind of,
10: that kind of thing sells. We have some great advocacy updates. We have all of the, the um, podcasts that we did surrounding the diabetes, diabetes, diabetes awareness month. Um, You know, those are two great ones to start with, but you know, troll through the archives and look for stuff that, that goes with the committees that these folks are working on and, and be able to pass that along to them.
2: All right, thanks, thanks, guys, thanks, Thank you, thanks, Anthony. Anthony.
10: Yes. So Dan, you it
2: sounds like you get to do some ice breaking with. Uh, yeah, with I'm. I'm anxious guys. to
3: hear what uh, Anthony and Mikey got in store for us. <laughs> yeah, <that's>,
5: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. All right, Linda. Me too, Dan. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> yeah, that's
3: right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, Sherry Richardson, you may unmute. Hello. Um, I just wanted to add,
11: um, I think one thing, and that is I successfully scheduled an appointment this morning with one of our senators and their form did ask for, you know, who all the participants were going to be, Uh, didn't actually ask for their addresses, but I didn't know exactly who was going to be on my team yet. So I just put in there my name and, you know, two to three other TBD to be determined And that sufficed for getting the appointment scheduled. So if you don't exactly know at the moment you do it, you may be able to get through anyway.
2: That's all. Yeah, thanks. Um, Thanks for that. Um, And that's a good, definitely good point. Um,
3: Very good. Congratulations on your appointment. Yes,
2: thank you. Congratulations on that. Uh, Hope good luck with it. Um, Thanks. Okay, we're at uh, 13 minutes to the top of the hour. So let's get through as many hands as we can.
4: Well, I see someone that I've named Leslie. <laughs> I'm hoping it's really Leslie.
11: Hello. Hi Leslie. Is it really you? It, is. it really is me. It really is. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Hey. <laughs> it really is me. Great job, guys. Um, just wanted to um emphasize on if you do have any gadgets to show them for the low vision bill, Um this has been going on for years and years and years, and it's a great bill. It's, it's near and dear to low vision people, even if you were low vision many moons ago um, and are not now. You know, you still kind of fall under that, that category where you always think low vision. And um, I just wanted to let everybody know that CCLVI did do a book in 2012, which is the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, which was insights into low vision, and I've actually given some of the LAs the book when I've gone as a as like a promo, like Terry was saying. I've also given them Ray. You'll be find this hard to believe. Chocolate bars
7: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as a well,
11: little see, gift don't
2: because have any, that's uh, Dan doesn't have to eat them. That's what, that's, that's what, right.
11: That's <laughs> right. I'm feeling sad. I can't sell you chocolate this weekend coming up. I I, I was gonna go buy chocolate, well, and I remember, well, oh no, 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 well, Leslie, no. I,
2: well, Leslie, there are two things I especially miss about not going to legislative seminar. One is Cindy yes. Hollis's hugs, and two is mm-hmm. your chocolate. There you go.
7: There those you are go. the two things so. I
2: miss the most about not being get ready able to be
11: Omaha. in for Omaha. Omaha, yeah. will hit your money up. I'll, yeah, I'll get both of those wallet, are sweet.
7: <laughs> yes, both of those are very sweet.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
11: So so great job. These imperatives are so cool, especially the third one with the exercise, the low vision and the transportation. I'm excited. So great job, Clark. And, you know, um, it's just, it's exciting, but I'm sad. I'm kind of sad. Dan and I've had kind of melancholy this week. I'm, you know, we're normally getting ready to go and the big weekend and see Cindy and go and eat dinner and catch up and have her wonderful big hugs that we always Mm -hmm. get. And, so it's, there, it's a little melancholy you know, for me, you know.
2: You know, when when we do get together, whenever that is, there is going to be so much hugging and, and <laughs> oh, celebrating, is gonna and that is hugging. going to be out. Of, it's going to be out of this world. That's, I think not it's only for us, great. but also for just any other things that we do. Okay, um, so good job, no. thanks, guys. Thank yeah. you, Leslie. Thanks,
4: Leslie. Did any? Lewis has her hand up again.
2: Okay, Deb?
1: Okay, let's see. It should be open. All right. um, I just wanted to add one thing to my comments from before, and and Leslie was just mentioning it, and Anthony was just mentioning it, and that is the issue of sort of extra multimedia materials. And we really need to definitely make all the effort we can to have video as part of these, because honestly, these people are not used to the way we use Zoom around here with video off and all that, and they're going to need to see people. So you may have people who are dialing in on the phone, or you may have some people who are just not comfortable with having video. But I would absolutely recommend that you make sure that at least somebody is comfortable with um, having their video on and and greeting that person if you're going to use Zoom. And I do wish we would have. I I think they're probably not going to take the time to listen to a bunch of podcasts. But um, if we had you know, a a 15 second or 30 second or one minute, not much more than a minute video clip on any of these topics, particularly the exercise equipment one, I think would be interesting. Um, You know, um, you know, I, at risk of, you know, advertising, I mean, I'd show the Peloton video stuff from that we have, but but I, I just think that we do need something um, to show. And if, if the office can help us in any way to um, identify um, any clips, those are not hard to screen share and you know, we, could, we could be doing that. Um, I'm planning to throw Clark's document up and be scrolling down it you know, as we talk about it so that there's something for them to look at because normally we've put those little poster items in their hand You know, and so I think I think we need something uh, for them to to look at, and so I'm I'm hoping the office can maybe help us identify anything that way.
3: That's a good idea, Deb. If we could just get we could all use it if we could come up with a 50 to 30 second clip on uh, low vision equipment from a. Well, it's a
2: good point, Deb, because these people are visual, and we 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 don't think of that as much as maybe we should. Right so, yeah, that's appreciate. the other
3: thing is I think you really need to send a little you know not nothing large but a packet right. of i mean you should have a really well if possible your affiliate should have a well done cover letter, hopefully with right. you know a couple of graphics on it but but identify your your affiliate and the, the name and how many chapters you have and how many members you have that represent the state. And maybe your, your, you know, your two or three key contact people inside your affiliate, as well as providing that information for the ACB office. Because I think, again, just a, you know, what they're going to keep, and you want to give them something to take away from the meeting. Yep. That would be part of that, more than just the one pager.
2: Good. Great. Um, anybody else? Donna, Donna's iPhone. Donna's iPhone.
12: This is Donna Browning from Alexandria, Virginia.
2: Hi, well, we Donna. have Donna Browning, then we have Donna Browning. <laughs> All yeah, right. That's right.
12: <laughs> I just want to put in uh, something very simple but important to remember when you're giving your presentation. Um, that, uh, especially when it's about the um, a medical um, bill, to well, not the med- well the medical bill, but also the one uh, y- you know. Cause I have done this for a couple of years. So for me, I can make it pretty personal because it was personal. You know, I couldn't see this because blah, blah, blah. You got to keep this be very specific, give them specific ideas of what happened, draw them a picture, make it very clear. Um, and the other thing, if you have somebody cited in your group, try to get them to go with you and, have them watch if they're paying attention or not because I've done this and if they're if they're starting to look like they're not paying attention uh have a signal or something that you can give so that y'all knows that so y'all can draw them in again and get their attention and keep making your um point to them so that they get all the information they need
2: Oh, so it's you. So, on your Zoom calls, it definitely expresses the importance of uh, video because yeah. they'll probably have their video on. So, definitely be watching that. Um, and have if you can, if you if you've got someone that can help you watch that. Yes. Um, that's good. And, uh, Donna, as I said last week, we sure sure miss that we can't be in Alexandria with you all this year.
12: Oh, uh, uh, we're missing it too. As I was talking to y'all, uh, we've, we're I know my husband's so sad. Uh yeah. it's it's always so fun having everybody come oh. and Well know, the
2: the thing I'm the, the third thing I miss about not being there is legal seafood. So
12: <laughs> 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 Well, you know in our neighborhood there's some, you know, as with the hotel we were in last time, you know there's some new stuff that, you know, is across the street and yep. you know, we're just excited that you're in our cuz that's our neighborhood. So there's yeah. always new stuff going in, so
2: Okay. We we're at 50, I got 55. Maybe we can take one more hand and then we'll close her out. So uh, one more hand.
5: We have Charlene. All right, Charlene. Yes, I'm, I'm from San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. And what I want to remind people is as you're using your video, which is very important because the people we're talking to are used to seeing video. And so they... It bothers them a lot of times. It was just the voice, but you also need to be careful of what you are videoing. Make sure that you got enough lighting. Um, either use Ira or Be My Eyes or some sighted person to let you know how you are appearing on the screen, and also make sure you're dressed for success.
2: Yeah, that, that's uh, don't don't do like the guy uh, was it last week that had the, the the video that went viral the guy that had the, the cat and the, the cat the live cat filter and they thought he was a cat and
1: right everything. right
2: you, <laughs> you probably don't want to do that if you're uh, right. uh, well, doing your,
0: thing, <laughs> i don't was, know ray you'd I'm, be pretty memorable if you did
5: yeah i, I saw one well, on the videos uh with the uh, you know with the com- community calls one of them had had uh, somebody's nostril was really nice looking up their nostrils <laughs>
7: what
5: <laughs> another, another yeah. I've seen was a left eye, and that's all you could see was a real close up of the left eye, so you need to be real careful because that's going to distract people, and we distract them they're not going to listen
2: yeah well, yeah it's uh, definitely, definitely a definitely good point point. Um, and just do the best you can with it and it, it, you know, like, like like Charlene said, if you have somebody that can help you with it, that's uh, good too um. All right, we uh we we're, we're nearing the end of our hour. Uh we want to thank everybody. Uh I want to s- start off say thank you everybody for coming tonight. Um and uh, I uh want to thank y'all for coming and for your great questions and comments. Um and um uh, good luck with that your advocacy. Um get out there and get it done and Maybe we can set up a little post-mortem to see how all of this went and kind of go from there.
3: So. I think that's an excellent idea, Ray. We'll have yep. to work with Cindy and get a, uh, you know, sometime the week of the, uh, March 1st, maybe we can have a community event call just for people to share stories of what their experiences were like because there's always a lot of wonderful stories out there. Let's do it. Exciting moments that people have had meeting their, their congressional representatives and senators. So that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Okay. Um, we'll work and get that set up. Clark, do you want to add anything before we finish up? I was just going to say, thanks everyone for your time and your advocacy on behalf of one another, your affiliates and the entire ACB family. And again, be sure to fill out those Hill feedback forms and share with us the great progress that we are all working to make on these legislative imperatives as well as other issues important to you and
3: your affiliates. And what do we say, Clark?
7: As always, keep advocating.